Hello, I am Joe Painter with the People Chronicles, back again with another Boscov's Burks Jazz Fest Spotlight and a very special guest for this particular spotlight. His name is Will Rapp. It is so good to see you again, Will. Thanks for coming in. Thanks, Joe, and it's great to be here. Changes and transitions. Absolutely. A lot going on, right? Absolutely. A lot going on. A lot going on. Here we are uh, on the eve of the 25th anniversary of the Burks Jazz Fest. Many people wouldn't have believed that that long ago, some creative people got together to start something that has now just become the talk of the nation. Of the nation is, is Absolutely. key there, no doubt Every about it. Every place I go, people know about the Burks Jazz Fest. Have you been involved since its inception? When did you get on no, board? No, I can't say that. I, mm-hmm. I, I came into the uh, Reading area in terms of the co- co-conductor of the Reading Pops uh, in the summer of 2000. And uh, we became regularly involved as uh, annual participants collaborating with the Burks Jazz Fest starting in 2009, Uh, coincidentally, when the New York Voices uh, first uh, appeared at the Burks Jazz Fest. Now, if you're wondering why we're saying these things, let's let's just put it out there. The Reading Pops Orchestra, Will Rapp is the conductor, and you will be performing on the finale day yes. of the 25th anniversary at the Miller Center in the afternoon. It'll be the Reading Pops with the New York Voices. Absolutely. Sunday, April 19th. Looking forward to it. Sunday, April. Get your tickets now. <laughs> that is going to sell out fast, and I'm not kidding about that. So your first association with the Reading Pops and the Jazz Fest was just six years ago in 09, and that was with the New York Voices. That's correct. So this is a sort of encore performance for the 25th it anniversary. Is. It is. It's a nice opportunity for the for the Voices to come back uh, to the uh, Burks Jazz Fest. Mm-hmm. Um, Burks Jazz Fest being 25 years old, and New York Voices are now in their 27th year of wow. being together. So it's a very exciting time. And, and all four of the singers, um, uh, uh, Peter Eldridge, Kim Nazarian, Darman Meter, and Lauren Kinnan are just absolute professionals in their own right. They all have their own solo and teaching and uh, seminar careers. And they come together as just a fabulous quartet with a really indelible style of their own. It's interesting that you mention teaching and, and workshops and clinics and jazz voice camps because they're involved in all of those things. And you spent a large portion of your career in education as, you know, the music chair at Kutztown University and multiple universities prior to that. And uh, you made it your mission to have that program accredited and, and you still work with accreditation and, and publishing. What's more important, if you can weigh one more, the education and passing that on to the next generation? Because I see a lot of musicians do it. Or the performing? How do they intermingle? Well, well, when you think about it, especially in the area of jazz, uh, years and years and years ago, the only way anybody could learn anything about jazz would be to sneak into the nightclubs as an underage person, listen, participate, copy, emulate, because there was no teaching of the jazz curriculum in the school system. Now there is, and it's great. And young students know that. are just excelling beyond belief. And the New York Voices are a great example of that. They started a camp several years back at Bowling Green State mm-hmm. University. Mm-hmm. And um, I know, I think all four of them are on uh, individual faculty members somewhere in the New York uh, State teaching system, higher education, coaching jazz voice. Uh, they, as we are, are so interested in the education, in passing it along, in enabling okay. the next generation to have uh, maybe the tools and, and opportunities that we didn't have at their age. Keeping it alive. 
keeping it alive. What were the challenges for the Reading Pops? And you became conductor, a co-conductor, as you said, in 2000, um, when this opportunity presented itself to align yourself, to be a headline show at the Boscov's Berks Jazz Fest. What, if any, modifications or transitions or arrangement alterations did you have to do with your orchestra, well, the Reading Pops? it's interesting that you ask that. Uh, unlike some local organizations that might have a weekly rehearsal or something to that effect, the Pops is really a group of professional musicians that are contracted for uh, rehearsal or two rehearsals at most and then performance. Now, in the case... Oh, so you can't make them practice? Oh, they with practice. You. They practice I mean, with on you, their together. Own. <laughs> no, because it is a union orchestra. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, there, there's a, a limited mm-hmm. number of rehearsals. So generally, for example, for our upcoming collaboration with the New York Voices, we will have a single rehearsal the day before on the Saturday. And then Sunday, the day of the show, we will rehearse those same charts with the New York Voices and then perform the show that afternoon. And that's that's been our MO ever since we've started these collaborations. Our professional musicians are, are used to getting the music in a very short amount of time, assimilating it on their own. We we get the kinks out on our own uh, in the orchestra rehearsal and then put it together with the artists the day of the show. Think about what he just said. Very little rehearsal, very little upfront time actually seeing the music or the program, and bam, because you've probably seen the Reading Pops and you go, wow, wow, you're, just, you're blown away by the music and it envelops you and it's a wonderful thing. And so... As an audience member, in my mind, I'm thinking, they must just practice this night and day and and live it every day. And that's not the case. That's not what you're describing. So that's the orchestra piece. Now add to it the New York Voices. First, for those who don't know, how would you describe the New York Voices? Well, if if people have heard of other vocal jazz groups, uh, such as Singers Unlimited or the Manhattan Transfer, Mm Uh, I would say, and, and many people have said, that the New York voices are certainly a firmly a part of that legacy, of that style. And yet, they sound different than those other two groups. Um, Darman Meter is the creative force behind the New York voices in terms of his orchestrations and arrangements and skill in combining the vocalists in this very close harmony. Um, I, I, I read with great interest the story of how the New York Voices were originally a group of five singers. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. uh, one of the singers decided it was time to retire, and they auditioned for that opening. And they heard over 60 vocalists nationwide before they settled upon Lauren Kinnan as being that new vocalist. And I think that was in the early 90s. And when I think about, my goodness, hearing over 60 talented singers it had to be selecting one yeah selecting the right voice the right mix uh but also someone that would have to have a very keen ear and and a great sense of being able to read the music and put together a tremendous amount of material in a short amount of time i know when i got the scores um, in 2009 as the conductor um i i was impressed at the, the not only the quality of the scores, but the complexity of some of the scores. A lot of times we will play shows where it's almost sight-readable. You just walk into the book and play it, and it's fine. Mm-hmm. But there were some things that I think our musicians really had to work out in advance on their own because of the high level of musicianship that these four demand. So they are presenting the arrangements to you. Yes, And they are very correct. versatile in their arranging styles and their vocal styles. Absolutely, absolutely. When we did the show in 2009, it was called a, 
a baby boomer type show. There was a, there was a Beatles medley in there. There was a great Carpenters tune, hurting each other in there. There were some Joni Mitchell tunes in there. There was you some brought a Joe sample, Bean. didn't you? I did. I did. I thought I just thought what of that we listen show of uh, uh, that that uh, Karen Carpenter tune, hurting each other. So skillfully done. Um, uh, it's it's actually a live performance that they did with orchestra. Um, nothing that's ever been released commercially, but at least would give the listener an, an idea and a window into the beautiful sounds of their voices, not only individually, but in the close harmony. Let's give it a listen. You'll hear it first here on the Boscov's Berg's Jazz Fest Spotlight. For nowhere in the world could there be a boy as true as you love. Oh, my love. Wow, I see what you mean now. Isn't it terrific? Layers upon layers. It's just full and and lush. So I think what you're telling me is you don't have any idea what you're going to do in April, do you? Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> at, at, at the time that this uh, our, our session here is being taped, mm-hmm. uh, it is in advance of our receiving any scores or music books for it. But certainly by the middle of March, the music will be here. We always try to get our music out to our professional musicians two weeks in advance. So you have no and, inkling uh, even in terms of the direction of the theme of the show? Not yet, but again, they're a very busy group. I know they've accomplished so much in the last six years. I'm just excited to see what's going to be in the box when I open it up. For me as a conductor, it's one of the great Christmas presents that happens several times of the year when a show just sends us their books. I open it up and I go, wow, this is what we're going to do. That is really cool. I'm going to have a little Christmas in the middle of March. (laughs) As the conductor, who's conducting whom? Would it be... The voice is coming to town and saying, look, Will, this is kind of how we envision it. Here's the pace. We want to pick it up here. Or do you get more of that artistic direction? No, they really are the leader. They know exactly how they want to do things. And my job is to keep the orchestra with the singers. Just, just as if it would be if we had a major concerto soloist playing, right. let's say, a piano concerto with us. Our job is to keep the orchestra with the soloist, make the soloist as happy as they can be. So in, in, in this case, it is, it is my job to take those orchestrations and make them match exactly. And that means I've got to know the right tempo, I've got mm-hmm. to know the feel, and mm-hmm. uh, it all has to happen. You're an amazing talent yourself will well, and I'm, what you've done with the reading i'm Pops. learning all the time and well that's that's show, the beauty of it it shows like this that that helped me to keep grow and developing again um yes we are teachers but we are all students as well you know what that's nice that's exciting because you're learning you're growing it's certainly not a ho-hum situation not for us <laughs> and it won't be for you either. Get your tickets. It's April 19th, right? Yes, Sunday. And it's Sunday afternoon at the Miller Center. Tickets available now. They will go quickly. The Reading Pops with the New York Voices and with us this afternoon, Will Rapp. He is the conductor. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks for having me, Joe. My pleasure. No one in the world ever had a love as sweet as my love. For no 